Ever wonder if there was an easy way to get those credit card points to work more for your nonprofit? Today we're going to discover how one company is doing just that. This is Using the Whole Whale, stories of data and technology in the social impact world. My name is George Weiner, your host and the chief whaler of wholewhale.com. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to episode 66, where we are talking with the founder of CharityCharge.com, Stephen Garten, and he has put together a company that basically takes that 1% cash back offer we always hear about uh, and has a special credit card that you can send those donations to any nonprofit of your choice and create a custom page for your nonprofit to generate these types of cards to make sure your organization uh, gets those kinds of deals and custom cards uh, for your audience. Super interesting because I think there's so many uh, players in in the credit card space in general and to say, hey, here's a very clearly altruistic, straightforward idea of like, look, 1% of what you're doing goes towards a nonprofit and then by the way, you can write that off. So I'm curious both one to let our audience know about, you know, this is an option uh, as they sort through the, you know, tons of silly affiliate links and junk you can do to sort of make money, but also to understand how Stephen's trying to run this as a business. Uh, I think there's a lot of social impact entrepreneurs out there, and it's fascinating to hear how he got started. He's two years into it and seems to be doing quite well. So, you know, listen at both levels as we uh, as we discuss how Charity Charge is making a difference in the world. I am here with the founder of Charity Charge, Stephen Garten. How's it going, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, George. Where are you joining us from today? Austin, Texas. Normally, I'd say it's nice and sunny, but it's a bit overcast right now, but we're down here in Texas. So you're down here in Texas, and you have a company called Charity Charge. Uh, What does it do? Yeah, Charity Charge is an easy way for donors to be able to give back to any nonprofit of their choice. So you can sign up for a Charity Charge MasterCard. You use this credit card anywhere that you'd like to shop or make a purchases. It's accepted worldwide. And the twist is that every time you use it, you earn 1% cash back to any nonprofit of your choice as a tax deductible donation. Awesome. So this has existed before, right? Obviously, you know, maybe not obviously to some people, but, you know, if I log into my thank you reward points or something like that, there's sometimes a very, very buried section of the site that says go donate to, you know, your points to so-and-so. Why did you choose to build a, like, a focused credit card? And I'm looking on your website, you know, charitycharge.com, and I see it's like a clear card. It's got your logo on it. It's like it's very clear that's where your dollars are going to go. So why create this focused piece when you can already donate your points? Sure. So as I was looking at the industry, you know, I initially came up with this idea because I had been using a credit card and I had re- earned and accumulated a host of reward points. I went on at the end of the year to check out what I could get it for. And as I was scrolling through, my my card company didn't offer an option for me to redeem any points to charity. Um, but as I was scrolling through, you know, I was noticing there were things like Olive Garden gift cards that I could get for 25,000 points or Samsonite briefcases for 75,000 points. And I just thought, you know, I just, there was nothing that I wanted to redeem this for. And so as soon as I logged off from that experience from the bank site, a bit frustrated, 
um, I checked my email next and a nonprofit that I had previously supported a great local organization in Austin, actually, um, sent me a note asking to help them out with their fundraising drive. And that's when it occurred to me that I wanted to build something that could be front and center that I could have in my hand and that I could use every time I made a purchase and give back. Now, you know, a little bit to your point about the question, as I looked at the industry a bit deeper, you know, I realized that a handful of um, bank reward platforms, you can redeem your points to charity. But there's usually two problems with that. One is that they don't have a list of literally every nonprofit in the United States. They hand curate organizations. So they're trying to tell you and guide you to where you should be giving your money. And also, if you look at those conversions, um, generally they'll give about 10 cents on the dollar. So a point, you know, I like to say like a point is a point, and there's a lot of gimmicks um, that the credit card industry has created to wrap consumers up in this never-ending points craze. And so what we did is try to make it as super, as as simple and clear as possible. So you earn one percent cash back; it's money, and that just automatically gets routed to the nonprofit of your, profit of your choice every time you use this card. Um, the one last thing that I will point out on this is. Another part of this industry that I was really seeking to solve and, and improve upon is that this concept of an affinity credit card ex has existed in the past. And again, if you look at that model, it's large banks partnering with really large nonprofits and saying, hey, would you like to get you know a, an assortment of these three nonprofits to give back to? Where Charity Charge is distinct is that it's a credit card that can benefit any nonprofit. Um, and it gives the flexibility for cardholders to choose and support multiple nonprofits at the same time. Interesting. So is it any nonprofit or any nonprofit that's on your list, just to make sure I understand how this works? Sure. So it is virtually every single 501c3 in the United States. We work with two great partners on that side of the business. One is GuideStar. And so our technology platform pulls in their search API both listing every 501c3 in the United States, as well as K through 12 schools. And then we utilize Network for Good and their, the power of their donation processing to disperse those donations to any nonprofit of any size. I will qualify it by saying that, you know, it does have to obviously be a nonprofit that's in good standing with the IRS. Um, but other than that, I mean, if you go into charitycharge.com and you search around, I think you'll be surprised to find, you know, um, virtually every nonprofit, um, small and large. Very cool. So let's get into how this actually works with regard to like the business. Like how, how the heck do you actually like make a business out of, you know, passing through? It seems like you don't take a fee for any of this stuff uh, on that 1% cash back that's being sent across. That's correct. We take nothing away from what the cardholder earns, but... I'll talk to you, I'll talk to you about it at a high level and then I'll go into the micro as it applies to us. So kind of the good thing about this industry is I was able to piece it together is that an existing business model was out there, right? If you think about the term co-branded credit card, that simply means you might have in your wallet a Southwest credit card or a Nordstrom's credit card, American Airlines credit card. There are these brands that have their own credit card and when a consumer uses that card, you know, they earn points or some sort of value to that retailer or that airline. We took that same business model, and but just from the rewards or value structure, um, the bank essentially and MasterCard put up that 1% um, that automatically goes to the charity of choice. 
And then set completely separate from that, because we created this program and built a technology platform and continue to operate and manage and grow it, we are paid a program management fee by the bank and MasterCard. Um, so we make our money on the back end, you know, from MasterCard and the bank to operate the program, um, which and then out of those fees, that's how we're also able to underwrite the donation processing fees so that when a cardholder earns their donations, 100% of those reach the nonprofit. So that's fantastic, too, because uh, as you note on the site, that like that's that cash back donation that you make is actually tax deductible. So if you're itemizing not to get well, yeah, to get too geeky here, um, you can make the donation and essentially get the tax back if you do, you know, your taxes in that way in, a, in an itemized deducted list. Yeah, that was something that was, uh, you know, in in the, all the challenges that any company is going to face. Um, there are always those that, that entrepreneurs have to work through. And that was a big one that we had to go through. I had to bring on and hire one of the top um, tax advisory and nonprofit lawyers in the country. And we spent a whole bunch of money and a lot of hard work with him and our bank and MasterCard to get that worked out legally. But yes, um, all donations earned with a charity charge card are tax deductible, um, which again is a huge twist because if you think of a traditional affinity credit card, let's say for example, um, you know, Bank of America has a partnership with Susan G. Komen. Um, and, and that credit card gives not only does it give 0.08% back to Susan G. Komen, but it's essentially the bank making the donations. So it's actually not the cardholder generating it. So not only does it give less, but there's no tax benefit to the cardholder. That was something that um, Fast Company initially reported on when we launched, and a couple other outlets such as Huffington Post have further um, uh, investigated that and kind of corroborated that point. That's crazy. So just to repeat, basically, it's like the bank making that tax deductible donation. And by the way, they're not even passing back the full 1%. They're like gaming it with, you know, a 0.08. And obviously, like we're talking about fractions, but it matters at volume. Yeah, I mean, look, suffice to say, the difference there is our card is giving 10 times more. Now, I do want to be fair kind of to the industry and also probably to your first question about, you know, why do charity charge this way? So, that, for example, that Susan G. Komen card, there is some cash back value that actually goes into the pocket of the cardholder. But my approach with charity charge is, you know, this card, A, it might not be for everyone. I hope it's for a lot of people and people listening want an easy way to give back. So that's great. But um, charity charge is really about having a pure and simple altruistic credit card. You know, put something out there in the market that's about doing good every day. And if you want to use it for a handful of your purchases each week, that's fine. You can still use an airline miles card or a points card. I'm not telling you to give that up completely. Um, but I just, you know, if you look at the trends, you look at how consumers use cards. Average consumer has three to four cards and they'll compartmentalize their spends. So they might use some for airlines, might use some for restaurants and groceries. Um, and so Charity Charge was just about not trying to straddle the fence of a card that kind of gives back, but kind of also puts something in your pocket. This was just trying to put something pure and simple out there that was an easy way for people to do good every day. I love it. And also on your site, as I was reading around, you have this crazy stat of like something like, what, at $16 billion go unclaimed in, uh, in points. Is that correct? 
It is right. So it's funny. Um, you know, when I, this initial kind of epiphany came to me, I was only looking at it from the focus group of myself. And I, I thought, wouldn't it be great to have this card and give back? But yeah, it's a massive industry. So in total, consumers earn about $48 billion a year in credit card reward points. But a third of all of those um, go unclaimed and actually are, get expired. So it's actually the bank and those retailers, those too big to fail banks, taking back those points away. So, you know, big picture at scale, there's there's no reason why we couldn't redirect billions of dollars if we had enough cardholders using charity charge. Yeah, so you're, I want to talk to you at two levels. One, you know, we have a nonprofit audience, and so people are being like, oh, my gosh, how do I make this work? And what is your sort of pitch or advice to say, like, hey, you're a nonprofit. You may not be Susan G. Komen, who's got their own sweetheart deal with, and not even so sweet, it sounds like, with a bank. Can any nonprofit can just be like, hey, members, go get this credit card and then just choose us? Is that the, the pitch to them? Yeah, absolutely. And so we try to make it as easy as possible to give them the tools to do that. So if, if you go to charitycharge.com, we have a nonprofit info tab and there's a short and sweet form that you can fill on there. You can look up your nonprofit um, by EIN. And as soon as you hit submit, that takes you into our portal where we've automatically generated a landing page that's branded and specific to your nonprofit. Again, this is all set up for any nonprofit of any size. And there's also within there, that portal, um, marketing materials and tools. And then we're always on hand to help out nonprofits with collateral or whatever we can do to give them um, the tools to be able to easily get this out to their donors. Nice. So I also want to talk to you basically as a, you know, a small business owner, right? How are you measuring success internally? What sort of numbers are you looking for? KPIs are you, you know, showing that you're doing well toward, towards your, your mission? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. I'm glad you asked the question because I think that too many times in social impact enterprises, obviously there needs to be a focus on giving back and doing good, but the business needs to be viable in and of itself, you know, to sustain itself and be able to make the impact. But for us, kind of the cut and dry numbers that we're really looking for are, um, you know, number of cardholders and then what the spend is on those cards because the spend will ultimately you know, dictate the impact that we can make back to nonprofits. Yeah, that makes sense. So what is the, let's say, what is your strategy for getting more cardholders? Yeah, so one of the, actually the really great ways, and we're about to put out a case study on this, um, that'll probably be ready to download um, when this when this episode comes out, is actually with Whole Planet Foundation. So we've had a lot of success working with nonprofits, um, giving them a landing page that we generate for free and a marketing toolkit. Um, you know, what we found is although there are a lot of companies that have come along and, you know, come to the nonprofit market saying, Hey, we want to help make you money. Uh, we've got this toolbar. And if, if your donors just install this toolbar and browse these eight websites, you'll get, you know, one penny of every purchase they make. Um, you know, ours really is an end to end, um, product that covers the donors, um, kind of full wallet spend. So it is a real credit card. You can use it worldwide wherever MasterCard is accepted. And at the end of the day, it's a capacity building tool. It's a way to earn reoccurring revenue. So to answer your question, um, you know, we've had a lot of success just working with the nonprofits and giving them a super easy way to promote it to their donors. The landing page that I'm referring to is branded to the nonprofit. And anyone that signs up off that page, their card is automatically tagged to support that nonprofit. So as soon as the donor gets it in the mail, all they have to do is call and activate it like any other credit card, 
go start making purchases and it accumulates to that nonprofit. And at any time, if they want, they can log into their cardholder portal and track and see how much they've earned. Yeah, that's awesome that you sort of, so your, your strategy, and now it makes sense, your strategy for getting users was actually to get the, the not-for-profits to do some of that lifting and outreach where they can have a, you know, as you said, perfectly customized page, and then they sh- uh, send that out. And so is that where most of your user growth has come from? That's where most of it's come. I'll also say, again, just speaking on kind of the straight business or entrepreneurial side, we started to find success as well. Um, partnering with um, credit card affiliate sites. So because this is a credit card, you know, one of the natural places where people go to buy or select or shop for a credit card would be on sites such as creditcards.com. So we found an audience there where, you know, we we partner with those types of sites. Um, And, um, you know, just because if you think of the buyer's journey, someone looking for a credit card, if they're on that site, um, they're definitely interested in getting a new credit card. So the affiliate world has also been great for us as well, and we're starting to to really take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think it's fascinating because there are a lot of you know uh, social venture founders out there trying to start companies that have that double bottom line, and you know, like you said, you got to make both sides work. Um, you know, talk to me about you know your internal team. You know, because this is this is unique. It seems like it's a lot of like digital advertising and strategy, as well as then some of the the technical know-how for managing relationships with banks. What does your team look like? Yeah, I got to say that um, although now we've really started to build out their, the team, in the early days of getting this going, um, it was really me just trying to broker the deal um, between um, MasterCard and Commerce Bank and bringing in Network for Good and GuideStar. And as soon as we got that pulled together, um, I brought on a handful of people. So I have uh, Alexandra Craig, who handles our nonprofit partnerships and relationships. If there's any nonprofit out there, um, she or I will, will definitely be interacting with you. I'm above to chat. And then I've also got a gentleman, Grant, um, who's come on board. He handles all of our social media and content marketing. And then we work closely with a shop um, in Austin that's a partner with us on the technology side um, called Protea. And their whole background has been in building um, payment systems and uh, donation processing systems. So they brought a wealth of experience to the table as well. But, you know, we've just tried to keep it lean. Um, I have a handful of, you know, independent contractors and consultants that we use and interns. Um, but we've really just tried to keep it lean um, as now and, and just grow as we need to um, and not try to get too greedy and trying to grow from a employee headcount size too fast. So I want to take a step back. How many years uh, have you guys been uh, in business? We've, the company was incorporated um, as charity charge about two years ago. Uh huh. And so, in uh, on the story in your site, you talk about one of the big inspirations. It wasn't just the fact that you know you're you know trying to look at you know what kind of toaster oven you could buy with your points, but the fact that you heard your father's voice kind of in the background saying, "Hey, you know, do the right thing with these points uh, because you you had recently lost him." Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You hit, hit the nail on the head. And I think, look, I mean, I obviously that that ties well together and is, is totally on point. I think the bigger picture, though, is just that I was 19 when my father passed away um, and he was obviously a, a huge, huge part of my life and someone that I really loved and looked up to. And I just thought he was such a great, great guy. And, you know, losing a parent at that age it really hit me that, you know, he was only 53 and it really made me 
want to, you know, coming out of college and early on in my career, focus on how can I find a way to make a difference and how can I integrate both, you know, career and business and also philanthropy and social impact. And, you know, I've just seen far too many people that that only start to think about, you know, doing good and giving back to the nonprofits of their community until the later kind of twilight years of their life after they're into retirement. And for me, I think losing my father just helped instill in me that I wanted to get started doing that early. Um, but I also was entrepreneurial. So I wanted to figure out a way to integrate both of those. So your dad wasn't around by the time he'd started the company? No, he was not. Well, I'm sure he'd be very impressed of, of how it's going. Well, thank you for saying that. It's nice to you. I appreciate it. You know, I think about him all the time. So thinking back, you know, it's, you know, it's been two years, you've made a lot of progress, but obviously, um, obviously maybe some mistakes along the way. So if we were to jump into a time machine and, and send you back to the start, what advice would you give to, uh, you know, Stephen two, three years ago? Yeah. So look, it even goes back further than that. Cause I initially had this idea for about a little over four years ago. Um, still, you know, was working a job at that time and then I started doing freelance work as I tried to just kind of piece this idea together and meet with industry consultants. But, you know, I had the idea of, hey, I want to have a credit card um, that every time I use it, it gives back to charity. But I just had no clue how to get started. So um, it's been a long journey for me. Um, only incorporated the company two years ago, and we've been in the market for eight months now. But as you can imagine, putting together partnerships with, you know, groups like MasterCard and Commerce Bank, which is a $24 billion bank, uh, can take a lot of time. And so to specifically, I think, answer your question, taking that really long journey and road, I think I was too afraid, you know, in the beginning. My advice would be um, if you have a product or service that's going to ultimately be marketed to uh, a customer group, you know, that's going to need to buy or use your product, get it in front of them as soon as possible. And, you know, kind of my first customer that I needed to convince to do this was MasterCard and our banking partner. You know, without them, we couldn't launch a credit card. And I spent too much time in the early days talking to industry consultants and people that were really, while they were giving me opinions and conjecture, it was simply just that. I wish that I had just gone direct to MasterCard and those other groups right away and said, hey, this is my idea. This is who I am. This is what I want to do. How do we make it work? And gotten direct feedback. Interesting. So you felt you spun your wheels a little too much with uh, with consultants and business plans rather than just having conversations? That's right. I think everyone today, and we're moving more and more away, but the idea of putting together a business plan is such a waste of time. I mean, of course you want to maybe put together a one page or think through some things, but as soon as you can test out that hypothesis and get some feedback from real customers, you know, you're going to figure out pretty soon, is it viable or not? Yeah, I'm definitely on the same page with regard to, you know, business plans you, you create to make sure the thinking is there. You have a thumb factor document that most people never go back to, but can help with investors. Um, Absolutely. So let's talk about some of the the measurable outcomes so far. Like, uh, are you looking at is your guiding north star total number of cardholders or total amount spent per year, and and where are those numbers as far as you can share them? Yeah. So I would tell you that overall, obviously, it's all about driving volume and spend because that redirects, you know, the most amount of money to, to nonprofits. Um, something that I'm really excited about that we're going to be launching with MasterCard uh, in the ensuing months are actually two new products um, that should really help with that and capture more of just card spend that out that's out there. So one is actually 
we've gotten quite a lot of feedback from the nonprofits that have said, well, charity charge sounds great and it's for our donors, but what about for us? So we're launching a nonprofit purchasing card that's for the nonprofit themselves that will have their logo on it that their staff and employees internally can use. And then we're also launching a corporate card where companies can use this. So it really can fit in really nicely with their existing employee giving or corporate social responsibility programs. And that should really help overall redirect kind of the volume back. Um, you know, I'm precluded a bit just for confidentiality reasons, given the nature of, you know, working with MasterCard and Commerce Bank about sensitivity of some numbers. But I can tell you, and, you know, we've, we've been in market for eight months now and we've already, you know, generated thousands and thousands of dollars for nonprofits. And, you know, the best thing is that every day it's only going up. We're only giving more and more as we both have more cardholders and also more spend on those cards. So we're really excited about, you know, where we're at and also just the reoccurring nature of this, that someone signs up for a card once and they're a lifetime donor back to that nonprofit now. Mm hmm. It's interesting because so many companies and nonprofits, frankly, boil down to, I need to get someone's time, talent, or treasure. I need to sell them on an idea that this is going to, you know, return on value, create a better world than it was yesterday. What do you find is your best sales proposition, right? Like, sell me, George, on, you know, on doing this. Is that, you know, kind of how you're looking at it? I'm just kind of curious as, as to that value proposition. Yeah. Are you asking it from the perspective of if you were a business owner, why would you guys want to use this card? Sure. Let's do that. Yeah, sure. Well, look, I mean, I think that no question about it, you know, your stakeholders in the lifeblood of Whole Whale are nonprofits. They're your end customers. So I would say to you, what better way than not show them that the day-to-day -day operations and things that you need to do to operate that company, you have to spend money on supplies, travel, all of that. Why not redirect that back to the customers and the wonderful nonprofits that are supporting your organization to show them that you are bought even further into the mission and that Whole Whale is all about serving and helping the nonprofit community. It's a good pitch, man. Put me on the spot. And, yeah. And look, by the way, I understand that there's got to be something at the bottom line for a business owner. It's tax deductible as well. So I would tell you that if you're using a cash back card, that you're you're getting to give away that cash back and get that value that, that, you know, giving it back to the community and kind of that reputation and visibility that it can bring that you're a stored and, you know, a, a true social uh, leader, but you're also companies going to, at the end of the day, going to get the benefit of the tax deduction as well. Yeah, totally. So where do you think your next 10,000 cardholders are going to come from and what's your plan to get them? Yeah. So we are, it's really going to come mainly through the nonprofit channel. Um, we're really excited about the new nonprofit portal that I alluded to, which just went live last week. Um, we had been um, working closely with a lot of large groups such as Whole Planet Foundation, American Cancer Society, Michael J. Fox Foundation, and a lot of other great groups to figure out what we need to be in there to make it work for any nonprofit of any size. But now that we have that spun up, we're about to do some marketing initiatives with um, with GuideStar and some really great press, but um, it's going to come through the nonprofit audience that, um, you know, we're excited to work with. That's great. All right. So let's move on to our rapid fire questions for you, which are oh boy. random, awesome, and we'll see how you do, frankly. All right. Let's do it. Okay. What is one tech tool or website that you or your organization has started using in the last year that has changed the game for you? 
Wonderlist. What is it? It is a glorified um, to-do list that where you can share kind of with, with employees and colleagues tasks. What sort of tech dragons, things that are, you know, creeping up on the, the technology front, do you need to slay this year? Boy, I think we need to just get a better grasp. We use a system called GetResponse for our email marketing, and we're constantly trying to get ahead of all the features and tools that they have in there. Talk about a critical mistake you've made in the, in your line of work that uh, that you've learned the most from in the, I guess, the past couple of years. Um, that if you get that pro bono advice from an attorney is not necessarily going to be pro bono. It's worth the, the amount of paper cost that it's written on. Yeah, exactly. You get what you pay for. That old adage always stays true. What is something that you or you think your organization should stop doing? Too many meetings. If you had a magical Harry Potter style wand that you could wave over the nonprofit sector, what would it do? It would solve all of their funding problems. <laughs> That'd be quite a wand. Uh, what is something that you think the sector, the nonprofit sector, will say should stop doing? Sending mail. Sending direct, yeah, stop sending direct mail. It doesn't work. And what kind of advice would you give to somebody looking to start a double bottom line, sort of B Corp type of organization? I would figure out how you're going to make money and how you can sustain that and then go pitch the idea to prospective customers, showing them a prototype and making sure that it's a product that they really want. Based on how you want to grow, what is your next hire? Next hire is um, a nonprofit uh, liaison and content writer. You did pretty darn well there, man. Alrighty. Our final question is, how do people Thank find you. you and how do people help you? Sure. So you can check us out online simply at charitycharge.com. I'm on Twitter at Stephen Garten. If people want to email me directly, it's simply just steven at charitycharge.com. And, of course, we will have those resources in the, the follow-up uh, right up on this episode. Steven, thank you so much for your time, and best of luck getting those customers. Same to you. Thanks so much, George. Appreciate it. I think there's a lot of good ideas here. You know, one, it's clear if you're a nonprofit and at all interested in this type of uh, strategy for fundraising, you can go to their site, sign up and register. You know, we'll have the link in the, the episode 66. Uh, but also think about how he's approaching his outreach strategy and how you might use this for your organization, be it nonprofit or for-profit. He's thinking about how he can distribute via other nonprofits to do some of the lifting around promotion, the what's in it for them. So it's more of an open source idea where nonprofits can come in, they can create their own page. You don't need to call them. They go in, 
They create this page and then they're doing the marketing for him, which is a very clever way to expand uh, a business or an idea. You allow other people to come in, put their stamp on it, white label your work to give them a reason for promoting it to their audience rather than trying to pay for each customer in the door. That type of flexibility can sometimes really work uh, to scale quickly, uh, especially if you have an honest, straightforward idea that presents a clear value proposition. So. I love the idea of you know putting points to, to work, especially ones that are unclaimed and actually using uh, America's tremendous capacity to spend the heck out of a credit card for, for some good. So hopefully you check it out one way or the other and, and learn something from this episode. Again, this is lucky number 66. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, music by the one and only Greg Thomas and his work at gregthomasmusic.org can be found, used, and leveraged to make good things greater anytime you need uh, some audio done. He can also do some custom work for you, so track him down. He's tremendously talented. This has been Using the Whole Whale, stories of data and technology in the social impact world. Resources, as always, may be found at wholewhale.com slash podcast. Thanks for joining us.